on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Faces Heath Hembree. Swing and a pop-up. Shallow right. Castellanos nearing the line is there. Makes the catch. And the ball game is over. The Reds triumph over the Brewers today, snapping the five-game winning streak of the crew. Final 7-3 Cincinnati. Now live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Radio City in Milwaukee with Jerry Augustine, here's Matt Foley. Yeah, things did not go well for the Brewers tonight. They lose 7-3. They lose Travis Shaw for the foreseeable future. And Brett Anderson does not perform well. Willie Adamas had uh, four hits. There's your positive for uh, the evening. That was good to see. But the Brewers do end up losing today by a 7-3 score. Rubber game of the match coming up tomorrow afternoon. It's going to be an early afternoon start, 12 o'clock or uh, 12.05 or 12.10. I guess 12.10. Uh, no, it's 11.35 in the morning. Excuse me, 11.35 in the morning tomorrow for uh, the start of that one. Anyways, uh, Brewers uh, fall tonight by a 7-3 score. We welcome you in to Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley, former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine here as well. If you'd like to join the program, you can do so by calling or texting into the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. You can also tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. And Augie, we'll, uh, we'll get into kind of the, the, the real meat and potatoes of this uh, coming up after the news at the top of the hour. Uh, but we'll start with the, the latest on Travis Shaw. Brewers manager Craig Council has had his uh, media outing with, uh, with, uh, with the assembled media via Zoom. And he said that it is a dislocated shoulder, that the Reds team doctor popped Shaw's shoulder back into place, which sounds horrendous, and that they're going to do an MRI in the morning and they'll learn more, but that's not going to be a just couple-day sort of deal. This is going to be an extended absence. So that's the news, and that's not good news. Travis Shaw, look, there's honestly, you talk about separate shoulders, Augie, and we don't like to speculate on injuries too much, but very often those are four- to six-month kind of injuries. There is a legitimate chance, and we'll learn no more tomorrow, but there's a legitimate chance that Travis Shaw's season came to an end tonight. Yeah, I agree with you. I think when you look at an injury like that, it's not it's not that the, the the shoulders popped out and that the doctor was able to pop it in. It's the weakness around the shoulder that comes with it. And uh, uh, he made a valiant effort at it. And you could see the way he landed. He landed awkwardly. Uh, it's you talk about how long will it take? It's a, it's a month to month thing, and you're talking at least six to eight weeks for sure. But it's sad to see for Travis. Travis was playing hard and. T- trying to do the best he can. He's playing some great defense. He's come up with some key hits. Last night came up with the big double late in the ball game. It's, it's, it's tough to see it happen. Travis Shaw, he's a good guy. And uh, uh, we'll see what takes place tomorrow after you do MRI. Yeah, we'll talk more about that coming up in uh, just a little while. Again, we'll also talk about the uh, pitching performance of Brett Anderson. He struggles, goes just three, gives up the five runs, four earned on five hits, and it has not been going especially well for, uh, for Brett Anderson. And uh, that just, I'm I've been somebody who's been, I have defended Anderson. I've kind of viewed him more as the number four starter, even in front of Adrian Hauser. But at some point, you have to look at the production. And I'm sure Anderson would say this himself. I mean, you look at his last few games, he has not pitched 
uh, more than five innings since April 17th, and he only has one five-inning outing in that time. And you look at his, uh, in, since the calendar turned to May, he has gone three, three and two-thirds, five, three and a third, four and a third, and three innings. He is not providing length, and he's not providing a lot of production right now. So uh, he's not doing what you would like to see him do, uh, and that's a little bit of a disappointment uh, based off what he did last year with the team. All right, a lot to get to, and we'll get touch on all that coming up in uh, just a few moments. We'll be got the news in two minutes, and then we're back after that. Brewers fall short. They lose to the Reds by a 7-3 score. This is Brewers Extra innings on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley. This one ground ball, third base, off the glove of Shaw, and he is down on the play, coming in to score as Heineman, and it's a 3-1 to one ball game, but right now the attention is all on Travis Shaw, who is down face first in the dirt, and he is in a lot of pain. Yeah, he was, and it was really tough to watch it all play out because uh, he was down for a while when they were able to help him off the field. It almost felt like they, uh, the, the medical staff had their arm underneath, like his armpit, basically. It felt like they were trying to keep that shoulder in place as much as possible. And then we, uh, we have learned since then that the team doctor for the Cincinnati Reds went in and popped his dislocated shoulder back into place, which, again, sounds horrible. And we'll get, uh, we'll get results from an MRI at some point tomorrow, and we'll know more information. But he's going to be out for a while, and there's a chance that his season is over. Brewers fall to Cincinnati by a 7-3 score. Welcome back into Brewers Extra Innings. My name is Matt Pauley, former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine here as well. Augie, Shaw had been playing good defense. He'd been driving in runs this season, not as much lately, but that's the best thing he had done. But the Brewers still have not been getting production at first and third. Shaw was hitting 191. The Brewers are getting a little bit more production from third when Luis Arias was playing over there. We know that first base has been an issue. Uh, Daniel Vogelback hits the home run late in the game today, but he's still only hitting uh, 213. He's not providing the type of production you want. And This has been an issue through much of the season, and now it just feels like there's even more of a spotlight on this issue as we're not going to see Travis Shaw for quite some time. Yeah, it sure does. Uh, you know, you take Travis, and he has come up with some big hits for the Brewers and been involved with some of the b- big wins that they've had, come up with the big hits last night. We talked about that earlier. He had the big double in the late in the ball game to kind of seal the victory for him, and he's been playing really good defense for the ball club. He's a good, uh, solid defensive player. He will be missed. But it, it, when you talk about first and third, these are two concerns that I believe that that Craig Council has. And when you talk about it, I'm sure David Stearns, Matt Arnold are looking to see how you can improve a club. If there's one area where you can improve this ball club, it has to be at those two positions. So, uh, with Travis going down, it hurts the ball club because he's a he's a good teammate, he's a good player, and uh, you will he will be missed. But at the same time, you look at at what you have to do to make your team better. And uh, I, I really like what what Luis Urias has been playing, how he's been approaching at the plate, getting on base, giving good at bats playing good defense, but is he, is he going to be the guy that you're going to play there on a day-to-day basis? That is going to be something that we're going to see down the road, and uh, I'm sure that uh, the 
Brewers staff will look at it and see what they can do to help this ball club have the best ball club on the field at all times. Augie, with all due respect, though, down the road is fine. But right now it's an issue because Colton Wong is injured. So Luis Arias has been playing a whole lot of second base. Uh, if you're putting Arias at third, it's just whether Arias is playing second or third, all of a sudden it's not just Arias stepping up and trying to have some production in there, but it's guys like Daniel Robertson and it's guys like Jace Peterson who got an opportunity uh, tonight, uh, Pablo Reyes. Just these these different players who can play either third or second base, y- you need them to step up until you bring somebody else in. Uh, if you bring somebody else in, I it, it, it kind of stabilizes a little bit once they get Colton Wong back because Wong goes to second and you can play Luis Arias at third a lot and that's probably more production what you're going to get right now but at least in the near future uh, I think there's some holes there on the infield. I agree with you. I, I think that's something that there's been a concern with this ball club really since the start of the season. And, you know, when you, get, when you look at the start of the season, uh, Travis was playing really well, had some big hits, swinging the bat very well. I think he was hitting like 250 at one time and really doing a nice job. And Urias was going over there, giving him some time off and doing a good thing. And then you have the problem with Keston at first base and, and Vogelbach has, has come through. He's giving you some good at bats. But these are areas of concern where if you want to be a competitive team and go out each and every day and have an opportunity to win ball games. it is a concern for David Stearns and Matt Arnold. What do you do with these two positions? So it is going to get interesting. It, they all say that you know when someone gets hurt, it's an opportunity but the opportunity has to be right and has to be filled right where you get some production out of two spots where when you look on most baseball teams, third and first are guys that drive the ball, hit home runs, hit for average and, and drive in runs and that's what you need out of the two positions so I think this is a big concern for the Brewer Ball Club. A lot of people have mentioned Zach Green who's uh, been playing at AAA this year was putting up good numbers through the month of May so up until uh, May 30th he had a 278 batting average, nine home runs, and 25 RBIs. And there seemed to be a lot of momentum towards him possibly getting an opportunity at the big league level. And there's already people out there that are speculating about that. I don't think it's impossible, but you do have to look at what he's done recently. Since the calendar turned to the month of June, he is one of 21. He has one hit in the month of June. That's an 048 batting average. He has not hit a home run. His OPS is 270. It's, it's, this is an incredible incredible thing right here in the month of may his ops was 1037 in the month uh in the month of june his ops is 270 still a small sample size in june with just the six games played but he, he's cooled off a little bit here and all of a sudden the overall numbers are down to 226 augie it was a lot easier to make the case for uh for for green when He's hitting 275 with a 1,000 OPS at the end of May. He's he's clearly not trending in the right direction right now at AAA. Well, that's a you know that's a clear representation of what do you do when you call up players? Are they ready? And you know, do you take a guy just because they're hitting the ball real well, especially in their first year at AAA? Are they hitting the ball real well for over an extended period of time? And and that's why you see a lot of organizations when you, guys in the in the minor leagues are swinging the bat real well, and we as fans look at it and say, oh, he's ready to come to the big leagues. But you really have to go through that that portion of a season where you play at a higher level 
higher level game of baseball which triple a level and you really play well and swing the bat well and your approach is well and you're giving good at bats so is green the guy the answer will he get the opportunity we'll have to wait and see but i would think that when we they look at it now his struggles since since uh as lately that has taken place i think they want a little bit maturity out of him to keep him in triple a let him fight through some of the times where you struggle and see how you react to it now if he comes on and starts swinging the bat real well again he might be uh, a candidate to come up but i still think there's that maturity level that you have to have at triple a that to, pr- to prove that you're ready to play in the big leagues and i think that's one of the toughest decisions that organizations have to make and they'll have to make that with, with green if they do make bring them to the big leagues 855 That is the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can tweet at me as well at Matt Pauley on air, M A T T P A U L E Y on air. Brewers come up short. They lose to the Reds today by a final score of 7 3, and they also lose Travis Shaw for the foreseeable future as he has a dislocated shoulder. Not a good night for the crew this evening. We'll talk about the pitching performance of Brett Anderson. Do you keep him in the rotation? He's trending in the wrong direction. We'll discuss that next here on WTMJ. Quality furniture that lasts. The good stuff. And because it's good quality furniture, it won't be the least expensive. But if you compare our caliber of furniture and our prices to the other higher-end furniture stores throughout Greater Milwaukee, you'll find that Ken Michaels Furniture is truly priced at a value. It's the kind of furniture you won't regret buying. The good stuff at good prices. Furniture for life at Ken Michaels Furniture. In Brookfield, Greenfield, or downtown Milwaukee, browse our selection at KenMichaelsFurniture.com. At our stores, we don't have 500 in-stock mattresses. But the good news is you only need one. We make them one at a time just for you. You choose the firmness level, the type of filling materials you want, which could be cotton, wool, latex, or foam, and in three to five days, we deliver it to you fresh from our factory at a price that's hundreds less than premium national mattress brands. Milwaukee mattresses from Ken Michaels Furniture in Brookfield, Greenfield, or downtown Milwaukee, where no middleman needs no extra markup and real savings for you. G'day, mate. As an Australian, I'm a croc expert. Crikey, get him away from me. I mean crocs like the footwear. And as a croc expert, I have to say, I like foamies from Skechers bloody better. Because foamies have that stylish, trendy look, plus Skechers' world-famous comfort. All for a price that's down under the competition. Skechers is a comfort technology company, and foamies have comfort innovations your whole family will love. Foamies are ultra-lightweight, water-friendly footwear that are flexible and breathable. Perfect for kicking it by the pool, grilling on the barbie. Or comfy enough to go on a walkabout. Plus, only foamies come with fits and features like ArchFit with podiatrist-certified support. And Max cushioning that feels like you're walking on big, puffy marshmallows. And foamies are perfect to keep you cool this summer or warm in the winter, which is great because it's actually winter in Australia right now. Good on you, Skechers. So get yourself some machine-washable foamies by Skechers and don't get bit by Crocs. He's a mean fella. Find foamies at Skechers.com, a Skechers store, or wherever stylish footwear is sold. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. 2-2. Swing and a high, towering drive to right. This one's got a shot if it's fair. It is a fair ball. And a home run for Daniel Vogelback. His fifth of the season. Boy, did he turn on that fastball up and in. 
Brewers come up short. They lose to the Reds tonight by a 7-3 score. Welcome back in to Brewers Extra Innings. My name is Matt Pauley, former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine here as well. If you'd like to join us, you can do so by calling or texting into the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. You can also uh, text in or excuse me, tweet in at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Let's start uh, grabbing some phone calls here as uh, we are uh, available to uh, speak with you. We'll start with Andrew in Waukesha. Hey, Andrew, you're on WTMJ. Hey, how you guys doing? Hey. Good. Yeah, um, I don't know if I heard this correctly. I could have swear I heard that uh, we we had Aaron Perez back in our minor league system. He's been proving to be a, a, a solid bet and uh player in the field in, in the past, uh, why haven't they thought about bringing him up? Yeah, uh, he is back at AAA. I got to look up his numbers. I don't think he's doing a. Uh, let's see. He hit 053 this year in Washington. He was just one for 19. His numbers at AAA, pretty good. He's hitting 356. He's got three home runs. He's got uh, 12 RBIs. Augie, I guess the uh, I guess the question here is. What can he do at the at the major league level at this point in his career? Because when he's been given uh, major league opportunities, he has not really performed. Uh, his final season with the Brewers, he hit two twenty eight. He then played one season with the Cubs. He only appeared in a handful of games. He hit one sixty seven. Then this year, he played in ten games with Washington, and he hit oh fifty three. Clearly, he's a fan favorite, but from a um, from a uh, from a trending perspective of where his uh, major league numbers have gone, it's not especially good right now. Well, you're looking at a veteran who's been here before and always done such a, a good job. He can play all over anywhere and do some good things. But is he that is he that going to be that answer for you at third base? Is he someone maybe that you bring up and give him a chance to see what he does? But, uh, you know, it, it's a tough question it, is where are they? Do they want to make that move? Is that someone that they want to bring up and, and play in that position and give him a day to, let him play on a day to day basis? And or are they better off with playing Urias there and? and moving maybe Robertson to second base. Uh, it's going to be a question mark. And is Hernan Perez probably somebody to think about? I would think so. He's a veteran player that understands the game, has always done well with Milwaukee. It would be a situation where they would have to think about him. But is that is that the way they want to make the next move? Is that where they want to go? Is he doing the right things in AAA to, to, to warrant him coming to the bigs and playing that position on a pretty regular basis? Those are the questions the Brewers are going to have to ask. Uh, but for maybe a, a short period of time he may be uh, he may be a guy who can, you can bring up and and play that position it's going to be interesting to see because he's been here before he's been a great part of this organization and at times he's played very well yeah i don't think he's a difference maker though in terms of being an everyday guy at third if he gets an opportunity at the big league level it would be to go back into his previous role of being a utility guy who can play all over the place. If you're thinking of him as being the everyday third baseman, I, I don't think I don't think that's a good direction for this team to go. I don't think that that's what they looked at when they brought Hernan back uh, with a, to a minor league contract. They looked at him that if something happens in the big leagues and they need that guy to come in to play multiple multiple positions, that they can bring a guy up that probably cannot play on a day-to-day basis, everyday basis, but can fill in for you. That's the type of player that he's always been with Milwaukee, and I think that's the type of player that they would look for him to be. 
All right, let's grab another phone call. Thomas in Milwaukee. Hey, Thomas, you're on WTMJ. Hey, uh, nice to talk to you. Uh, I uh, have been thinking about this for uh, since uh, the early part of the season. I don't. I understand that the Ryan Braun uh, contract was uh, problematic. That he wanted a lot of money, um, but I really think we should pay him whatever he needs for half a season because we need a hitter. Ryan Braun is a hitter, and uh, uh, even if his numbers were down a little bit last, quite a bit last year. Uh, he tended to hit in the clutch. He likes drama, and uh, this would be uh, very dramatic to bring him back um, this season, especially, well, now that, that Shaw is down, Braun could play first base, and he could hit. And and what uh, what do you know about uh, what, why uh, that contract... Uh, well, yeah, uh, Thomas, let me ask you this, because uh, that's news to me. Where, uh, Who's telling you that money is the reason that uh, Ryan Braun's not playing for the Brewers right now? I, no, no, you know, uh, this is just speculation on my part. I do not well, know. Why is it? Well, well you tell me. Why sure. uh, did, did he not get the contract this year? I appreciate the phone call, Thomas. So here's the thing with Ryan Braun. He didn't want to play this year, at least up until now. Uh, last year was a tough year for him from a health standpoint. Last year with the COVID protocols, it was not something that he wanted to go through. Uh, he's keeping himself in shape. In fact, his wife recently posted a video on her social media uh, social media showing him uh, hitting at, at some field. Uh, so that, that has increased speculation that maybe he is going to return. I've always thought there's a pretty good chance that maybe he would play the second half of the season this year if for no other reason. You, you get the opportunity to, to kind of go out on your terms and ter- instead of going out in front of empty stadiums every night like he had last year it's not a money issue he's not not playing because of money if, if he wants to play he and the brewers are going to come to an agreement on how much money he's going to get paid there's uh, money is the last thing as far as i think uh that's stopping him from playing it's whether or not he wants to leave his family and, and go back into the grind i think now that covid protocols are lifted he's got to start having questions and conversations with himself and his family on if that's something that maybe he wants to do at the same time, Augie, he hit 233 last year. Now, a lot of that time was spent with him banged up, and he did hit 285 in 2019. It's kind of the same thing. I don't know if he has a difference-making bat. I'd love to see Ryan Braun back. I think he'd be good for some big hits down the stretch. Playing first base isn't a thing that I think he's going to do a lot. I think he actually learned that with the bending over that exists playing at first base, playing first base might have actually been tougher on his body than playing the outfield. So I love the idea of Ryan Braun maybe finishing out uh, the season with the club, but at the same time, I don't think he's an everyday guy. I don't think he's a lot of first base guy, and I don't think he's a huge difference-making guy either. 
Well, I think health has a lot to do with it. I think one of the reasons Ryan, first of all, was his family. He wanted to be with his family and, and enjoy that part of his life. But also, I think health had a lot to do with it. And, you know, the one thing about Ryan Braun, it's always been said that you put any team in the major leagues at one time, you put Ryan Braun in the lineup that makes your lineup that much better. And I, I think he still has that ability to do some very special things. He did them each and every year. Last year's a little bit more of a struggle uh, uh, towards the end, but he, he came up with some big hits. He's the type of guy who's a good leader. He understands the game and and uh, I agree with you. I think he, he would like to come back and, and maybe go out on his own terms in front of fans and, and and see that. You know, you once you once you leave the game of baseball, not many times you have an opportunity to put that uniform back on and you do miss it and you have those question marks whether you want to or not. I think by what we saw out of Ryan Braun the last day or two is a sign that he's got that, that earning to come back and and get an opportunity to help this ball club and maybe make it to a, another uh, postseason and maybe even get to a World Series. This is a very good ball club with a good pitching staff and all they need is a couple good bats and he's a, one of those guys and I think I think you would agree with me, Matt. He never goes in those prolonged, prolonged times that, where he goes in a slump. He'll go in for a short period of time but then he'll get hot and when he gets hot he can carry a ball club. So those everything look at with Ryan Braun to come back and hopefully play the second year, second half of the season is a very interesting scenario. It's going to be interesting to watch the next couple of weeks. 7-3 Brewers fall to Cincinnati. We will get into the conversation of uh, Brett Anderson and his performance tonight and what to do with him moving forward. That's next here on WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Brewers could net a run. Brewers scored a run to take the lead for good without the benefit of the base hit. And a block has been called on Vladimir Gutierrez, and the Brewers will get a run without the benefit of a hit. Urias comes down the line to score, and the Brewers are up 1-0. They end up losing by a 7-3 score. This is Brewers' extra innings. Final line on Brett Anderson, three innings, five runs, four earned on five hits, two uh, no strikeouts, and two walks. His uh, his performances recently, he has not pitched out of the fifth inning in his last three starts, and he's only pitched at least five innings uh, one time since a seven-inning start on April 17th. Augie, I don't have a real high expectation when we're talking about back of the uh, rotation starters. I just I look at the number four, the number five, and you know this season the number six starter. All I really want to see from those guys are guys that can go five innings and keep you in the game. Give up three, give up four runs. That's a, if you're doing that, I am perfectly comfortable with you keeping your spot in the rotation and I'm not one to call for people to be removed from the rotation but this is uh, this is now a pretty extended amount of time when you've got a guy who has not pitched out of the fourth inning and one two three four five of his last six starts to me that's startling I I think when you talk about Brett Anderson, I think it's when you look at his last four or five outings and what I've seen out of him, it's really the execution. When you think about a, a pitcher of his stature and the way he goes about it, a veteran pitcher, his strength is being able to command the fastball down and away with a good sinking fastball. He used that changeup and effective in the game in the same spot where you have that they keep the guys off stride and then be able to pitch the ball inside a little bit on the plate but more off the plate. And that's what he's getting. That's 
what he's getting away from. He's made some good pitches up and in at times, but I, when you look at a, at the some of the games, he's just not executing his good sinking fastball way for strikes on a consistent basis along with that changeup. I think today, when you look at it, that first inning with the, the Castellanos error probably led to an extra run in that or even two runs in that inning, but the second he come out to walk the leadoff hitter, then get up a give up, then give up a single to the pitcher. Really got him in a bad spot. But now, because now you're going to lead off the big part of the Cincinnati lineup that they need to score runs, and they did that tonight with what you saw through the top of the order. So I just think he makes he's making some mistakes. The slider to Castellanos in that second inning was a ball up. He wanted to get it in. He didn't get it in. Castellanos did a nice job of driving the ball, and that's where he's making the mistakes. When you're a style of pitcher and you don't hit, you don't go to your strengths and can dominate with your strengths, you're going to get yourselves in, in bad routines and a bad way of approaching a game and you're going to get yourself in games and then you try to overcompensate and you make more mistakes and I think that's what where his problem has been. He's been getting behind on hitters in some games, so what do you do with a sinker ball pitcher that needs that sinker ball and that change up down the way? You make them, you get behind ahead of them and you make them elevate at times. He's done that, but I really believe that he has to go back to what he does best and that's dominate that outside part of plate with that sinker and that changeup, and get that good slider that or a cutter that he throws and breaking ball in off the plate. He's getting too much of the plate and it's really causing him a lot of problems, especially the last three and four outings that what I've seen out of him. So it's just a matter of going back to the basics and see what he can do to improve and execute those pitches to his game plan like he's done in the past. Let's grab another phone call real quick before we go to break. We'll hear from Craig Council in just a few minutes, but uh, we'll grab Sparky and Madison. Hey, Sparky, you're on WTMJ. Okay. Hey, thanks, fellas, for taking my call. Uh, real quick, like, uh, there's just so many injuries in baseball and actually all sports now. And, you know, so many of these guys train year-round. They've got personal trainers, diet, exercise, and things of that nature. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know if maybe guys are in too good a shape. I have no idea. But, you know, I'd like to ask Jerry this question. that In your day, uh, did guys work out? Did the Malters and the Younts and the Coopers and the Ogilvies, did these guys work out year-round? And also, you as a pitcher, what was your routine like during the offseason insofar as getting ready to pitch in the next season? Did you do a lot of workouts or training? So could you maybe just kind of shed some light on that just to see – what things might be like today compared to when you played back in your day? That's a great question, Sparky. You know, back from the days when I played with, with Robin and Paulie and, and, and the guys, the great players, the Don Suttons and the Raleigh Fingers and these guys that were, were the guys that are in the Hall of Fame, these guys are special people. And I, I tell you, they work hard. I, I, I played with the, when Don Sutton came over, over here. Nobody worked as hard as Don Sutton at his trade than, than he did each and every day. And, and Paulie and Robin, I, I remember when Paul, when Robin was younger, he, they were saying that he's, he couldn't hit the ball at ballpark he had war, warning track power well he he took that to heart and he with that year he worked very very hard came back and was driving the ball to all fields out of the ballpark Paul Mahler's just a gifted athlete but I think everybody I think anybody who plays on a major league level cannot just shut it off shut baseball off until spring training and go play you've got to do things in that offseason to make yourself better now is there a difference Absolutely. Now they have the labs in, in Arizona. You've got the, all the, the workout and the training uh, 
people that you have in your to your uh, to your use that you can go and improve on the things that you need to. And I think that's really changed the game of baseball. Back then we we had routines, but the same routine was probably given to most players. What you should be doing to get ready nowadays. Each and every player's is scheduled has a routine. They what they want to do, how they want to improve. If it means they have to go to Arizona work in the lab or get some extra throwing in, they can do that. Baseball's changed dramatically because people are really given routines and workouts in the off season that are really directed to them individually how they how they can become better and be better professional athletes. 7-3 Brewers lose in Cincinnati. The postgame comments of manager Craig Council are next here on WTMJ. Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Brewers come up short. They end up losing to Cincinnati today, 7-3. Their five-game winning streak comes to an end. They have still won 10 of their last 12 games. The uh, A lot of news in this one, but probably the most notable news. Travis Shaw goes down with a dislocated shoulder. It looked really bad. And manager Craig Council, speaking with the media a little while ago, gave an update on Shaw's injury situation. Yeah, I mean, it was just unfortunate. He, he dove for ball and... Um... You know, he, he popped the shoulder out. Um, he was in quite a bit of pain. Um, the Dr. Uh, Kremschek kind of um, got it back in. Um, and we'll get some tests uh, tomorrow morning to see the see what's going on. Craig, what's your understanding of the possible outcomes? It, it seems like with this one, it can be very wide from a couple of days like Cody Bellinger to a really long time. Yeah, but it's not going to be a couple of days. I mean, I'd, I'd, we, we should wait to to let them do the imaging and the X-ray, um, and then we'll have a good answer for you. Hey, Craig, you were you had mentioned it, I think, uh, yesterday, just about you know Travis's hits this season. They, a lot of them have mattered, you know, big time situations, driving in runs. Um, he also was or is a you know left-handed batter at that position as well. So it's like it has to be a pretty big loss. Um, no matter the timetable, really. Well, yeah, I mean, um, it, it's it's another player is going to get an opportunity to step up. But um, you know, in, in the long term, it it, it probably means uh, you know Luis Urias is going to play play more third base when Colton comes back, and Luis is is doing a really nice job, and and, and he's swinging the bat really well. So. Um, you know, we, we another player is going to have to step up, and another player is going to get an opportunity, and and that's when you have injuries. Uh, that's how how it works, and how you have to fill in um, around them, um, and that's going to be our job. Craig Brett was just talking about what a grind it's been for him just the last couple of starts. What did you see just the you know the first two innings, especially with the ground balls? Well, I mean, I mean that this was we got our glove on five balls. Um, in the first 11 hitters and didn't get outs on any of them. Uh, and it was, you know, we, we made one air, uh, but it was just, we, it was just strange. It was a little twilight zone, almost the, the what was happening. Um, so, you know, he, I, I thought he started the game with really good stuff. I thought his sinker was really good there. You know, just the, the, you know, the swing by Winker, the swing by Castellanos in the first, the, all all signs to me that the sinker was really, really good. Um, 
you know, unfortunately the, the ball was continually hit to, to just a bad place for us. It, 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 you know, we, the, the play on uh, Castellanos is probably the play that Brett wants to have back. Um, but, you know, the other ones were just uh, get your glove on and can't make a play. Craig, even with that uh, bad luck, the, with him only going three innings and needing Lauer to go four, where is that pitcher pitching? Uh, we're we're in good shape. Um, yeah, we're, we're in fine shape. I mean, the, the plan was for Eric to, uh, in the, one of these yesterday, today, um, to, to – to pitch out of the bullpen. Um, and at some point likely he'll, um, you know, we may fit him back into the rotation. So we, we keep him stretched out and he keeps, he's prepared for that. If, if, when we decide to do that. Um, so, you know, we basically used one reliever for an inning tonight, essentially. What, what did you think of their guy? Gutierrez, the young guy. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, it, I thought we took some good swings and he just seemed to kind of wiggle out of everything tonight, really. Um, and he made some good pitches when he, when we got some guys on base, uh, you know, he fell behind Jackie in the, um, in the top of the fourth there. And, and that I thought was, a, you know, it's first and second three, one count. He threw two off speed, two good off speed pitches to Jackie there. Um, and then struck out Pablo. And that was the kind of chance for us, I thought, to get back in. And it was, that was, you know, when the game was still a little tighter. Um, you know, and then he, and then, like I said, he just kind of kept wiggling out of stuff. But he, he pitched well. I mean, you, you, you throw seven innings uh, in a major league game, he's, he did a nice job. It's Manager Craig Council speaking with the media just a little while ago. Want want to revisit the Ryan Braun topic that we had just a, a few moments ago because I did say I don't think. Ryan Braun at this point is a difference-making bat, and I think when I say that, I say it in terms of him being an everyday guy uh, and just being healthy and being able to go out and perform. I would love to see him back with the team because I think he's going to come up with big hits down the stretch. I think he's something. Uh, he's a, he's a better hitter than some of the guys that are on this team right now. But got a text message saying, "Seriously, you don't think Braun is a difference making on bat? On top of that, he's just as capable defensively as uh, some of the rest. You're nuts. Sign him. I might be nuts. I'm not anti Braun. I, I I think it'd be a lot of fun, and I'm really hoping that he makes the decision to play and they work it out because I want to see just. For his sake, him be able to finish his career the way he should be able to in front of full capacity, you know, attendance. Uh, when I say I don't think he's a difference-making bat, I really mean I don't think you bring him in and all of a sudden he's the everyday first baseman or he's the everyday uh, right fielder, or left fielder, or whatever. Like you, it's just he, that's not his role. His role is a guy who can get a start here and there, come off the bench, pinch hit, and of course I would think he would play more and more down the stretch of the season, and you know he would be good for some big hits down the stretch as you go through August and into September. 855-616-1620, that is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can tweet in at Matt Pauley on air. We're going back through the game with the highlights. That's next here on WTMJ. Ready for this? Fly ball. This? Deep right. And this? Third deck. Holy smokes. Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Foley. 7-3. Brewers lose to the Reds, but it was a good start for the crew. Brett Anderson on the mound for the Brewers. Vladimir Gutierrez getting the start for Cincinnati. Top of the first inning, Luis Arias leads the game off by getting hit by a pitch. Uh, two outs are recorded, but then Avisail Garcia comes up with a hit. 
Long hold on the mound, and now the 0-1. Swing and a bouncer hit towards short, and it's underneath the glove of Farmer and into left center. Winker will grab the baseball as Luis Urias went all the way to third. On the ground ball, it looked like a routine ground ball to the shortstop, but in the shift, Farmer and India couldn't get there, and as a matter of fact, even collided just slightly. It is ruled a base hit, so runners on at the corners, and uh, then Omar Nervaez at the plate, but the Brewers receive a gift. Brewers could net a run. Brewers scored a run to take the lead for good without the benefit of a base hit. And a block has been called on Vladimir Gutierrez, and the Brewers will get a run without the benefit of a hit. Urias comes down the line to score, and the Brewers are up 1-0. But the Reds would answer and more in the bottom of the first inning. With one out, Jesse Winker gets a base hit. Then Nick Castellanos reaches on a throwing error by the pitcher, Brett Anderson. So runners on at first and second for Tyler Stevenson. This one lined towards right, and it's under the glove of Garcia. Winker is going to come around and score. Stevenson ends up at second base, and the game is tied 1-1. Ruled a double for Stevenson, Joey Votto, then an RBI ground out. That scores Castellanos, and that makes it a 2-1 to game. The Reds would uh, get back on the scoreboard in the bottom of the second inning. And he gets started with a walk to Scott Heineman after Kyle Farmer uh, lines out. Vladimir Gutierrez, the pitcher, he gets a base hit. So runners on first and second for Jonathan India. This one ground ball, third base, off the glove of Shaw, and he is down on the play. Coming in to score is Heineman, and it's a 3-1 to one ball game, but right now the attention is all on Travis Shaw, who is down face first in the dirt, and he is in a lot of pain. Yeah, he had to come out of the game. We learned that he has a dislocated shoulder. His shoulder was popped back into place by a Reds team doctor, and there's going to be an MRI tomorrow. More information. He's going to be out a significant amount of time. Really, the, the question that we have going into tomorrow, is he is he done for the season or not? Uh, it's going to be an extended amount of time. I would think in all likelihood he's going to end up on the 60-day injured list. Uh, but the, really the question is, is he done for the year, or is there a chance he comes back at some point in a, in a couple months? But Travis Shaw is not going to be playing here for a while. Jesse Winker would then line out to Jackie Bradley, and that brings up Castellanos. Middle of the order schedule, 3-2. Swing a liner down the left field line, a fair ball. That'll score at least one. Indy is going to try and score, and he will with ease. It's a two-run double by Castellanos to make it a 5-1 Reds lead. Brett Anderson would go just three innings. Eric Lauer comes in in the fourth inning. He gets the first two outs against Vladimir Gutierrez and Jonathan India, but then Jesse Winker walks. Nick Castellanos walks. The runner's on at first and second for Tyler Stevenson. 0-1 pitch. Stevenson sharply hit ground ball. It's going to get past Urias and down into the corner in left field. One run's going to score. A second run's around third. It's headed for home. Winker and Castellanos both score at 7-1 Reds on the two-run double off the bat of Tyler Stevenson. Lauer would lock in after that. That's the only blemish on uh, his day. The Brewers would get one of those runs back in the top of the fifth inning. Luis Arias doubles. Uh, then there is a wild pitch uh, by Vladimir Gutierrez that allows Arias to move to third. Avisael Garcia hits a sacrifice fly, and that makes it a 7-2 game. 
All the while, Gutierrez was continuing to pitch well. He ends up going seven before Amir Garrett and Heath Hembree combined to pitch the eighth inning for the Reds. Uh, Brewers would leave a couple on. Eric Lauer pitched through the seventh inning. Eric Yardley would put up a zero in the eighth. Ninth inning, uh, it's still Hembree pitching for the Reds with one out, Daniel Vogelback at the plate. 2-2. Swing and a high, towering drive to right. This one's got a shot if it's fair. It is a fair ball. And a home run for Daniel Vogelback. His fifth of the season. Boy, did he turn on that fastball up and in. Brewers trying to make a little noise there in the ninth inning. Next hitter, Christian Yelch. 3-2 pitch. Swing and a fly ball right center. That's well struck. Back Castellanos at the wall. It's off the fence. Yelich is going to cruise in with a double. Extra base hit for Christian Yelich. But that would be it. Avisayo Garcia strikes out. Manny Pena flies out. And it ends the game as the Brewers come up short against the Cincinnati Reds. With the win, the Reds, they improve to 29-30, and 30, while the Brewers drop to 34-27. and 27. Winning totals for Cincinnati, seven runs, eight hits, no errors. They leave eight for the Brewers. Three runs, nine hits, one error. They leave 11. Brewers went 0-10 for 10 with runners in scoring position today. The win to Vladimir Gutierrez, he is 2-1. and one. Brett Anderson takes a loss. He drops to 2-4. and four. Home runs, only one of them from uh, Vogelback, his fifth of the year. The game lasting three hours and 17 minutes, played in front of a crowd of 11,862 people at Great American Ballpark. Brewers fall to Cincinnati by a 7-3 score. We'll come back. We'll give you some scores from around the National League Central, from around the Brewers minor league system, and we'll get you set for a morning contest coming up tomorrow. That's next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2, Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studio, this is News Radio WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. A 7-3 loss for the Brewers to the Reds. They'll wrap up the series against Cincinnati tomorrow. More about that in a moment. Around the National League Central, Cubs defeat the Padres today by a 3-1 score. Jake Arrieta went five innings, allowing a run on four hits as the Cubs get the victory. The Cardinals, they defeat the Indians tonight by an 8-2 score. Adam Wainwright got the start, went seven, giving up two runs on three hits, six strikeouts, no walks. He got the win, his fourth of the year. It just went final. Pirates lose to the Dodgers by a 2-1 score. Tyler Anderson pitched all right for Pittsburgh, six innings, two runs, six hits, two strikeouts, two walks. He ends up taking the loss. Around the Brewers' minor league system, AAA Nashville, they put up a nine spot tonight as they defeat Indianapolis by a 9-4 score. And uh, the win in this game went to somebody there's a lot of uh, attention on right now in Aaron Ashby as he goes to 3-1 and one with the victory. He's going to be in Milwaukee sooner than later. Double-A Biloxi, they fall short to Mississippi 5-4 despite scoring three runs in the bottom of the ninth inning. They have gone to the 12th inning there in the top of the 12th in South Bend. Wisconsin and South Bend are currently tied 11-11. They keep trading runs back and forth uh, through uh, through the extra innings. So uh, that's going on in South Bend, Indiana. And Low A Carolina, they lose tonight uh, at 
at Kannapolis by a 5-1 score. So that gives you an idea of what's going on uh, throughout the uh, whole system for the Brewers. Again, the Brewers lose to Cincinnati today by a 7-3 score. They're going to wrap up the series against the Reds. Coming up tomorrow morning, morning central time, a little bit after noon, 12.35 Eastern time. But as far as central time goes, uh, it's going to be an 11.35 a.m. start. That means our coverage will begin at 11 o'clock tomorrow morning. Brunch and the Brewers, I think uh, Jeff or Lane said earlier. Uh, Freddie Peralta will get the start for the crew. The right-hander is 6-1 and one with a 2.25 ERA. Luis Castillo is going to get the start for the Reds. He's 2-8 and eight with a 6.63 ERA. He was better his last time out. He has struggled this year. Brewers got him pretty good earlier this year. Again, 11.35 first pitch. That means our coverage begins at 11 o'clock. No Brewers uh, extra innings tomorrow. We will talk to you coming up on Friday here on WTMJ.